Uh, we are on page Lamed Zayin in the Rambam. Uh, so we haven't done the Mishneh Torah in about a week or so, and now we're back to doing the Mishneh Torah. So tonight's shiur is on page Lamed Zayin in the Rambam's Mishneh Torah and the Hagdama of Rabbi Yosef Kapach. Or his notes, on, more correctly, on the Rambam's Hagdama. Tonight's shiur is dedicated to a good friend of ours, uh, Yisrael Yosef ben Ne'ah. We wish him a refuah shlema, berbah chavra, versagidav, el na refanano. El na refanano. Tazat Hashem, we have a refuah shlema in all of his body, in all of his limbs, in his briut ha nefesh, or briut ha guf. Tazat Hashem. We were discussing the oral transmission of the Torah, so from Moshe Rabbeinu all the way down. And right now we're in the middle of the times of the Nevi'im, of the prophets. We spoke about David HaMelech last time we were together. And David HaMelech receiving the oral law, not because he was a king, but because David HaMelech was the head of the Sanhedrin. That's the capacity in which he receives the transmission of the oral law. By the way, in general, this whole concept of prophets receiving the oral tradition is not entirely accurate. Hariya prophet is not given preference in understanding of Torah because he's a prophet. At the end of the day, it's a chacham who has jurisdiction over matters of halakha. And because of that, whenever you see a navi, a prophet, who's in the chain of transmission of Torah, it's because of their role as a Torah scholar, not their office of prophet, which gives them the ability or to put them in the, in the link in the chain of oral transmission. So let's look together. We are dwelling a little bit on this sentence now. So, Kibel Eli Pinchas. Eli receives a tradition from the elders or from Pinchas. And Eli, Shmuel received from Eli and his Bedin. Vedavid, David He receives a tradition from Shmuel and his Bedin. Was from those who left Egypt. And he was a Levi. And he heard Torah from Moshe Rabbeinu. And he was a, a youth. Uh, doesn't have to be a child. By the way, Katan here could mean either he was young in age or just young in terms of tradition, in terms of was he yet at the place where he could be considered the, the successor or a continuer of transmission from Moshe Rabbeinu. And he received from David and his Bedin. So now we have an interesting situation. You don't have it in the book in front of you because the notes of the Rava, they're only mentioned in Rav Kapach's notes. So if you look in the bottom left column where it says Tedvav, we're going to read an interesting note. Ayen Kesef Mishneh. Look in the book Kesef Mishneh. Who wrote Kesef Mishneh? We're learning Rambam. On the Rambam, there's the commentary of the Kesef Mishneh. Who wrote Kesef Mishneh? 
Rabbi Hanasi wrote the Mishnah, that's correct. The Kesef Mishneh was written by none other than Maran. Rabbi Yosef Karo. Very good, thank you, Rachel. So Rabbi Yosef Karo writes Kesef Mishneh. Rabbi David Arama, that's Rada. Rada here is Rabbi David Arama. It's an interesting family. If you want to look into the Arama family, and I don't actually know the direct connection between Rabbi David and the, the biblical commentator, Rabbi Yitzchak Arama, should see you know that they give a source for this. Lebatra Kuf Bet. To Masechet Baba Batra. Page 121b. And as I mentioned to you in the past, it's a good thing to do, a good practice. When reviewing the Shi'ur of the Rambam, write down now that you have to look something up in Masechet Baba Batra. Afterwards, go to Safariah, or if you have a Shas in your home, go to that Shas and review the Sugya, just so you understand the reference, how the Rambam got this sentence. This was his source. The Talmud mentions that Achiyah, the Shiloni, he saw Amram. Who was Amram? Very good. He was the father of Moshe Rabbeinu Avshalom. Moshe ben Amram. That Gemara tells us the following thing. I wrote it down here in my margins. Tanur Abanan, a rabbi say, Shiva, there were seven. I don't know if the correct kaflu, uh, kiflu. There were seven who spanned the entire world. There's seven people who, if you look at their lives, they've covered all of existence. Adam saw Metushelach. Metushelach saw Adam. Shem saw Metushelach. Yaakov saw Shem. Amram, who's the father of Moshe Rabbeinu, saw Yaakov, Avinu, and Avshalom. Achiyah Hashiloni, he saw Amram. And Eliyahu Hanavi, who saw Achiyah Hashiloni, he's still alive, says the Talmud. Eliyahu Hanavi is always here. And because of that, there are seven people whose life has spanned all of history. So in the, in the line, it's Adam Arishon, the first man, Metushelach, Shem, Yaakov, Avinu. Amram, the father of Moshe Rabbeinu, Achiyah HaShiloni, and last but not least is Eliyahu Hanavi. Remember that note, because it's important. We'll get back to that in a minute. V'sham ita shaya levi, and there it mentions that Achiyah HaShiloni was a levi. And about this the Ravad says, so if you were to open a classic Rambam, and you were to look in the introduction of the Rambam to the Mishneh Torah, you would see, that there's the text of the Rambam, and immediately here there's a little asterisk, and uh, the Ravad puts a note, and he writes the following words. This is written in front of you. He writes, En Zenachon. It's incorrect. Ela Shaya Achiyami Bedinosha David. This sentence of the Rambam is incorrect. Achiyah was from the Bet Hadin of David HaMelech Adkan. That's what the Ravad says. So, it's the first Ravad, I believe, where the Ravad jumps in the Rambam. The first thing he attacks about the Rambam is the lineage of the oral transmission. Rav Kapach writes, V'ayen Avodat HaMelech. Look in Avodat HaMelech for uh, a more complete dealing with this Hasaga, this uh, note of the Ravad. Maran writes about the Ravad's critique on the Rambam the following. This is an exact quote from Maran. So you could put it in, in uh, quotes if you like. 
נראה את הפירס שטעמו לומר, that he intends to say, שכיוון שהיה זקן מופלג ביותר, because he was a, a real elder, I mean, אחי השלוני, if he was uh, from the time of Egypt, and now he's in the generation of David המלך, he's not a young guy. אין נכון לומר, it's improper to say, שקיבל מדוד, that he received the transmission of Torah from David המלך עליו השלום. שהיה צעיר לימים ממנו, that he was much younger than him. דוד המלך אז... כבד אחיה השלוני is a child. וגם בחוכמה אפשר שהיה אחיה הגדול ממנו. And you can even say that in terms of wisdom, אחיה knew more than דוד המלך. אם משום דיבי שישים חוכמה, if it's because literally he's an elder and he knows more, ואם משום דקיבל ממשה. Or for the very simple reason that between דוד המלך and אחיה השלוני, who's the one who heard Torah from משה רבנו himself? אחיה השלוני. So even for that alone, it's improper to say that he received his tradition from David HaMelech. ואפשר לומר, מרן says about the Rambam, it's possible to say, שהיה מבדינו של דוד, that he was part of the בדין of David HaMelech, שדוד היה ראש הסנהדרין. Because David HaMelech was the head of the Sanhedrin. And we always see David HaMelech as a king, as a king, but David HaMelech was more than just a king. David HaMelech was an unbelievable scholar. He was a Talmich Chacham par excellence. He's, he is the head of our Sanhedrin. Uladat Rabbeinu, and according to the Rambam, Yesh Lomar, you could say, Sha'af Shanemar, Sha'ayach Chacham Gadol mi David, that even though he was greater than David HaMelech, Yitzhak Lomar, it's still proper to say Kibel mi David, that he received Torah from David. Why? Listen carefully. Lomar to tell you, Shenishar Rosh Kabbalah bimkomo. Says Maran, so don't make this an argument between the Ravad and the Rambam. The Ravad is saying, hello Rambam, it can't be. It can't be that Achia Shiloni is a student of David HaMelech. It doesn't make sense, not because of his age, not because of his wisdom, not because of the fact he heard from Moshe Rabbeinu. So rather, what makes sense when the Rambam writes Kibel mi David? What did he receive from David? Nishar Rosh Kabbalah bimkomo. That he replaces David HaMelech as the head of the chain of transmission after David HaMelech. So Kibel, meaning he received his office, his position from David HaMelech. He was sitting though, horizontally, he was sitting as a colleague to David HaMelech on his Bedadin. And when David HaMelech passes, Achiyah HaShiloni takes over the office of oral transmission or this job description from David HaMelech. And that's why the Rambam uses the word Kibel mi David. Not like the Ravad thought that he understood it as Kibel, that he's a student of David. Kibel meaning he succeeded David. Vayen Merkevet HaMishneh. If you look, Merkevet HaMishneh, I wrote some notes here. If you go back to the part of the book where it has all the rabbis' names, um, from Chelm. You're familiar with Chelm? You ever heard stories of Chelm? A lot of uh, old Jewish grandmas like to tell stories of Chelm. Chelm are the Jews that are, are so smart that they're not really so smart. He was a big Tamicham from Chelm. I was actually outside of Chelm when I was in Poland. Uh, it was signed Chelm, that direction. I didn't enter Chelm, but I was right there. Uh, Rabbi Shlomo of Chelm was born in 1717 and died in 1781. He lived in Poland. He passed away 
in Saloniki on his way to Eretz Yisrael. So he left Poland to go to Israel and died in Saloniki, in the Jewish community there. He wrote not just about Halakha, not just about the Rambam, but he left behind works in geography, in mathematics and engineering as well. So here is an Ashkenazi Tmichacham who was very worldly and very involved in secular sciences and wisdoms. Then there's another one of those, look, here was a Tmichacham that was very well-rounded and somehow uh, this legacy of Chachmei Ashkenaz who were, if I dare say, similar to Chachmei Sfarad and their worldliness, their legacy has been buried and hidden. That's my note. So this Rabbi Shlomo of Chelm writes the following. Uh, he, he, he elaborates on this whole conversation about David Melech and Achiyah Shilomi. V'katav Kiryat Melech in the book Kiryat Melech says Deberesh Sever Tag This is an old book that nobody knows who wrote it. Uh, the book is an ancient work and it claims to be uh, from the 12 stones that the Jewish people left in the Jordan when Yehoshua crossed the Yerden. And maybe I'll post afterwards a Wikipedia entry on this book so you could look up and see what I'm talking about. It writes there, Achitofel Masar Okay, uh, that really the transmission was David, Achitofel, Achitofel Doesn't make a difference. The Rambam records a direct connection between Achiyashiloni and David HaMelech. But that brings us to an interesting point. And this is an important one. Let's look at the next line on top of the Rambam. So go back up to the page. You're going to see a Vav. You see the Vav over there? Eliyahu, who's Eliyahu? Eliyahu Navi. Kibel Shiloni Ovedino. He receives his tradition, his transmission, from Achiyah HaShiloni and his Bedin. So Eliyahu the prophet, is the next in the line of history. He receives his Torah Shabbat his oral law from Achiyah HaShiloni and his Bedin. So now you have David HaMelech, Achiyah HaShiloni, now you have Eliyahu HaNavi. Anyone know who the student of Eliyahu HaNavi is? It's the next sentence. Elisha, Elisha is the student of Eliyahu HaNavi, Kibel Meliyahu Bedino, and he receives from Eliyahu and his Bedin which we're not going to touch today, but we'll talk about Elisha and Eliyahu tomorrow. Let's look at the last note for tonight. In Ted Zayin, the bottom left of the page. Katav Kirat Melech. The Kirat Melech writes a reference to the Talmud Yerushalmi, the Jerusalem Talmud. Asher amadati lefanav. In the book of Melachim, Eliyahu Hanavi talks when I stood before him. Melamed teaches us shekol amidot she'amad lifnei achiyah shiloni rabo ki'ilu amad lifnei ashkina that Eliyahu Hanavi speaks about every time he stood up for his rabbi achiyah shiloni he acted it seemed to him as if he was standing up for God himself for Hakadosh Baruch himself that was that level of connection that he felt about achiyah shiloni and the level of respect that he showed his teacher who brought him in literally looped him into the chain of transmission from Sinai. But this leads to an interesting question. What's the question? Think about the Gemara that we mentioned before. The Gemara that we mentioned before says the following words. There were seven people whose lifetime spanned the whole world. You have Adam, Metushelach, 
שם, יעקב, אמרם, אחיה השלוני, and אליהו הנביא. You may be familiar with this uh, Jewish concept that goes around, that Pinchas and Eliyahu Hanavi are the same person. You know, have you heard this? We just read Parashat Pinchas. People bring it up. Pinchas hu Eliyahu. We even sing it on Mosei Shabbat. Pinchas hu Eliyahu Hanavi. We sing that, that song in Mosei Shabbat. And there is a tradition in Judaism, you can argue about uh, whether it holds up to the test of history and, and to other sources in Chachamim that don't necessarily agree. But there is a concept that Yehosh, uh, Pichas and Yahu Navi, their lives are parallel. There's so many things that are in common with their life that they must be the same person. The Rambam is clearly not of the opinion that Pinchas and Eliyahu are the same person. The proof, listen to what Rav Kapach writes, Upasak Rabbenu kesugyad bava batra kuf chaf bet. Rabbenu, the Rambam, seemingly rules like the Talmud and Masechet Bava Batra that says the Pinchas eno Eliyahu that Pinchas cannot be Eliyahu ukmo shekadvu atosafot sham vedelo kesugiyad demtsiya kuf yudal bet look at Tosafot's notes on Masechet Bava Batra that stand in direct opposition to the words of the Talmud in Masechet Bava Metziah page 114 which suggests that Eliyahu and Pinchas are the same person how does he figure? How does Rav Kapach figure that the Rambam does not believe that Pinchas and Eliyahu Hanavi are the same person? How do you read that into this Talmud? So Rav Kapach does this, this is his, his thought process. Rambam rules or mentions here a fact about Achiyah Shiloni, whose source is in Masechet Bava Batra, which lists the seven people whose lifetime spans the whole world. All of history. That Gemara lists seven people who saw each other, thus making from A to Z, spanning all of history. It could have cut someone out of the chain. Both the Ramban and Tosafot there mention that if the Talmud believed that Pinchas and Eliyahu were the same person, it would say that Pinchas saw Moshe Rabbeinu and Pinchas is Eliyahu and that's the end of the story. Meaning what we have here is a list. Adam, Metushelach, Shem, Yaakov, Amram, Achia Shiloni, and Eliyahu and Havi. You could have skipped Achia Shiloni. Who needs him? If Eliyahu is Pinchas, and he saw Moshe Rabbeinu, so who needs anybody in between? Must be the Talmud in Masechet Bava Batra does not believe that Pinchas and Eliyahu are the same person. How do you reconcile the two Talmudim? Different people writing different things. But the Rambam, when he chooses to record history, does not use the opinion of the Talmud in Bava Metziah, which records Eliyahu and Pinchas to be the same person, but instead, he records that Pinchas and Eliyahu are different people based on his reading of the Talmud in Masechet Bava Batra. It's important when we learn the Torah to have order, not just order in terms of concepts. Many of us conceptually understand the Torah. But to understand the Torah in, in context of history, Understand the personalities. You'll never understand for the life of me how someone can learn Torah but not know who they're studying from. You're learning Torah. For, you've heard the Rambam quoted a million times. So most likely everyone in this Ben Midrash is the Rambam. But you go somewhere else, you ask somebody, the Rambam, when did he live? Where did he live? Who was he? What books did he write? Rashi. How do you quote Rashi in the Torah? You don't know anything about Rashi. Where did Rashi live? What time period? Don't tell me what years he lived. 
I don't need you to memorize dates. In general, where did he live? Give me a few hundred years, give or take. A country. Who was he a student of? Which camp in Jewish theology does he represent? What's the difference between the Rambam and the Ramban? You're always arguing between, but who are they? When it comes to Limud Torah, a person has to have order. Sometimes you'll find that there are ways to read the Torah which create havoc. They create chaos in the Torah. This person is that person. Or you have readings of the Torah that, you know, we know, Chachamim tell us, en mukdam that you don't have chronology in the Torah. So there are things that in the Torah can be written in one order, but really they happen in the opposite order. Like we find in, in Parashat Yitroh, when he told the father-in-law of Moshe Rabbeinu comes, the question is, is he coming before the giving of the Torah? Or is he coming after the giving of the Torah? There is a famous machloket among our rabbis, whether this is one of those places where the Torah does not follow normal chronology and it, it was written out of order. A tradition that I have from Rav Peret is, never read the Torah out of order unless you have no choice but, but to read the Torah out of order. There's no reason to confuse things unless you have no other way to read the Torah straight. Don't interpret Pesukim out of, out of the ordinary understanding, out of the, the Pshuto Shal Mikra, the simple, not simple, not the correct way, the precise reading of the Pasuk. Don't start reading it differently unless there's no choice. That you cannot read the Pasuk the way that was written in front of you. When you restore order to Limut Torah, to the way you learn Torah, all of a sudden you realize, one, it's not so chaotic, everything makes sense. And two, all of the pieces of the puzzle, they line up perfectly. You don't have gaps, you don't have holes, you don't have interesting things that don't make any sense. It's We should all reach that level of clarity in our Limut Torah. We'll continue tomorrow with Elisha and Eliyahu Hanavi and the relationship between the two of them.